0: Welcome to another episode of the Los Angeles Podcast of Anaheim, a semi daily audio blog for all things Angels baseball. My name is David, and today is February 25th. It's the first day of live spring training games. After all these weeks of chatter, and another week of stretching, and inter squad workouts, and rain, we finally get to see some baseball. We're also going to start getting answers to some pretty important questions How's Albert Pulhose's foot? How's Matt Shoemaker's head? Who's making the bullpen? But the most important question to be answered this spring is, how is Garrett Richards' arm? Most people know by now that Richards hurt his arm last year, but decided not to get Tommy John surgery. Instead, he wanted to try something new. Now, Tommy John surgeries have become, for the most part, an effective fix for ulnar collateral ligament damage, UCL injuries. Pitching is a violent, unnatural motion. Injuries are common. A survey done by USA Baseball four years ago showed that over 25% of all big league pitchers and 15% of minor league pitchers had undergone the surgery at some point. That doesn't even factor in all the college and high school pitchers who hurt their UCL. Nowadays, over 50% of all Tommy John surgeries in the United States are performed on teenagers, 15 to 19-year-old kids. It's major surgery. There's no guarantee it's going to be successful, and rehab is long and difficult. Even if a guy does everything right, there's still no guarantee that he's going to come back at 100%. For an organization, it hurts a team on the field, costs them millions of dollars, and for the player, it costs them a year off his career if it doesn't end that career altogether. All pitchers know this. The risk that you'll blow out your arm is a part of pro ball. Every season, about two dozen major league pitchers suffer some sort of injury that ultimately requires Tommy John surgery last season the angels had two of those guys andrew heaney and nick tropiano garrett richards was supposed to be the third guy on that list now richards injury wasn't quite as severe as Heaney's or tropiano's richards ucl suffered a partial tear along the length of the ligament instead of straight across which is what usually happens if the tear had gone straight across the ligament tj surgery would have been the only option richards ucl tear was long ways usually that still means TJ surgery but because it didn't go straight across it didn't cut straight across the ligament it opened up the possibility for something else Richards didn't want to undergo major surgery I mean who can blame him right he didn't want to miss a full season due to rehab he decided to try a new rare and unusual procedure involving stem cells and platelet-rich plasma injections known as orthobiologics. now this is where it gets a little tricky Sports writers are not doctors, they're not medical experts, and they're relaying complicated information about leading-edge medical procedures to an audience that knows even less about it than they do. The only really good in-depth article I could find on Richard's procedure was from Jeff Passon at Yahoo Sports. I put a link to his article on the podcast blog, and you should check it out. What I've done is to gather as much research as I could find over the last four or five nights and boil it down into something that hopefully will be easily understandable. So, what the heck did Garrett Richards do? What is orthobiologics? Let's start with some basic, basic stuff. The biologics and orthobiologics refers to biological products. Blood and blood components, genetic material, tissues, proteins, that sort of thing. It's the stuff we find naturally in human biology. Biologics is a procedure that takes these biological elements and, using cutting-edge technology, manipulate and recombine them to create a wide variety of treatments. The ortho prefix, as in orthopedic medicine, refers to the muscular skeletal system. So orthobiologics, the procedure Garrett Richards underwent, is a procedure that uses naturally occurring biological elements to heal injuries in bones, tissues, tendons, and ligaments. In the procedure that Richards underwent the biologics the biological components used to promote healing came from Richards himself Passon's article describes some of how Richards own bone marrow was extracted and manipulated for his procedure so what's in the bone marrow that's so great stem cells everybody's heard of stem cells but it's usually in a political context I don't care about that here what's important to know about them is that they're special and they're special because, first of all, stem cells can renew themselves for an extremely long, almost indefinite period of time. We've all seen the high school video where one cell becomes two, two becomes four, etc. That's not exactly what stem cells do, but it's a useful visual. What's important to know here is that stem cells have the ability to self-renew, divide and divide and divide almost indefinitely. The second thing that's important to know about stem cells is that they're unspecialized. Your skin cells are your skin cells and they're never going to become anything else but more skin your skin cells are specialized stem cells are not but they can be in fact they can be used to create any specialized cell and that's what makes them special it's a process called differentiation stem cells can be triggered to proliferate to divide and divide and as they do that next generation of cells becomes more specialized Not every type of cell in your body can divide and grow. For example, you're not growing any new brain cells, and the cells that can can only make more of themselves. Stem cells can make anything. In embryonic stem cells, the information in the cell DNA tells the cluster of stem cells what to grow. Heart, brains, lungs, so on. That's how a mass of unspecified cells grow into the many specific parts that make up a human being. In medical procedures using stem cells, instead of getting their programming from DNA, they get them from researchers. Using specific enzymes and proteins to trigger certain responses, researchers can direct stem cells to proliferate and differentiate in very specific directions. In the case of Garrett Richards, that direction is the ligament in his elbow. The other part of Richards' treatment is a cocktail of platelet-rich plasma, or PRP. Okay. Refer back to biology 101 in college. In your blood, you've got plasma, the liquid part, and it carries red blood cells that carry oxygen, white blood cells for your immune system, and platelets. Platelets help blood to clot, but platelets also contain hundreds of proteins called growth factors that are important to the healing process. In a PRP procedure, they'll take a vial of the patient's blood, they'll separate the platelets from the red and white blood cells, and then inject that platelet-heavy solution back into the injured area. The idea, of course, is that the growth factors in the platelets will speed up the healing process. This isn't a new procedure. PRPs have been around since the late 80s. Garrett Richards isn't even the first baseball player to use this on an injury. In fact, you've probably heard it mentioned plenty of times. In 2008, when Takashi Saito was pitching for the Dodgers, he received PRP treatments on his UCL tear early in the season And ended up being able to pitch in the playoffs later that same season it's a procedure that's very vogue right now big names Kobe Bryant Tiger Woods Dirk Nowitzki Rafael Nadal they've all gone through it and if it's good enough for those guys then every other injured athlete is saying to themselves it's more than good enough for me but right now any good researcher will tell you that there's no definitive study that says PRP works it's in vogue because pro athletes will do anything to get healthy or get better or play longer. The same is true for stem cell therapy. Everybody's quick to talk about how Bartolo Cologne had gotten stem cell injections back in 2010 and had helped them recover from a bad shoulder. Seven years later, almost 44 years old, he's still pitching. Garrett Richards went down with his UCL injury last May. Between the stem cell therapy, where they're making new UCL cells, and the PRP that promotes the healing in that damaged area, along with lots of rest, Richards was throwing again by last October. So far this spring, Richards is reportedly hitting 98 on the gun in bullpen sessions, and he seems to have had no ill effects from throwing his hard slider and curve. Richards, of course, is totally confident he's fine, and that he will stay fine. In a Los Angeles Times interview last year, Dr. Jose Perita, the man who performed Bartolo Colon's procedure, said... Think of it as planting a garden. The stem cells are the seeds, the fat tissue is the soil, and some seeds and some growth factors. And think of the PRP as fertilizer. That's your analogy. Basically, it's planting a garden and watching it grow. Pareto makes it sound easy, but Neil Elitrash, the surgeon who worked on Takashi Saito back in 2008, makes the point that nobody knows for sure. In Jeff Passan's article, when Passan asked him about how effective the PRP treatment was on Saito, Elitrash said maybe it was injection, or maybe it was that we just shut him down and let him heal. There just isn't enough research for anyone to give a definitive answer. And there are other issues. The politics around regulating stem cell research, particularly the more medically useful embryonic stem cells, is a complicating factor. As for PRP usage, it's been famously linked to blood doping and pro cycling as well as a laundry list of track and field athletes. The ethical use of both procedures have come into question. I mean, is there really a difference between using your own platelets or your own stem cells and using your own testosterone? Because that third thing could get you banned. And then there's the issue of efficacy. Does this stuff really work? There are no control groups for orthobiologic procedures. I plowed through about a dozen medical journal articles relating to stem cell and PR tr- PRP treatments. And not a single one of them was willing to say definitively that their procedure is uniquely effective. Like the saying goes nobody knows anything, at least not yet, not for sure. And that's why Richard's decision to go this route, to opt for orthobiologics, is so interesting and so very worrisome. The angels are optimistic, but they're also going to be careful. They've already said that they're putting Richards on a 100-pitch pitch pitch count, and that's because nobody really knows just how strong that repaired elbow is. Nobody knows if he can throw fastballs at 98 miles an hour 85 times a game. Nobody knows if he can throw 200 innings with major league stress. Now, there's a lot of news and notes coming out of spring training, but Richards' health and performance is, to me, the single most important thing to watch this spring. With live inter-squad games about to start, we're going to get some answers soon and hopefully they'll be the ones we want every other pitcher and every other team is going to be keeping an eye out on richards if his elbow can survive this season if he can excel that's a real difference maker for major league baseball there is a lot of news and notes coming out of spring training but richards health and performance is to me the single most important thing to watch for this spring with live inter-squad games about to start we'll get some answers soon Now, I know that was a lot of information, and if I missed anything or got anything wrong, please let me know. You can contact me on the webpage at www.lapodoa.com, and of course, you can grab this here podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a few days with another podcast. Until then, enjoy Spring Training.